0: This is the Black Creative Handbook with your host Cassandra Lauren Gordon. This podcast will help to inspire, motivate and give that blueprint the manual for success for people in the creative businesses, for people from the African and Black diaspora to help us just move along get that bag and no more starving artist syndrome no out the door co-work with us be with us and be successful and get the gems you might have heard in the podcast or you're going to hear it soon that this was called the creative for you podcast don't worry about that it's created for you let's be successful and be positive This is the Created For You podcast with your host, Cassandra Gordon, and I am here with
1: Rugi Worry.
0: Yay! And what do you do?
1: I am an international wedding planner and uh, we plan luxury weddings and parties at home here in the UK or um, in a destination, a, a destination location of the client's choice.
0: Ah, uh-huh. I hear you. Yeah. So it's not that I heard international as well. So you're not just here. What other destinations yeah. do you go to? Can you, can you name name a few? Well,
1: I I have planned um, a lot of weddings and parties in Marrakesh. I've done what? some in Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done um, I've, in Europe. I've done quite a bit in the most unusual of places, like uh, Vienna. Um, Hamburg, mm. uh, Berlin, uh, considering I don't speak the language it's quite weird mm. how those opportunities came about, Dubai, um, I've, I've been to the US, um, I've planned in Washington DC, I'm mm-hmm. currently planning a wedding in Atlanta,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah,
1: and Sierra Leone, my um, mm-hmm. country of birth, I've, I've planned weddings there as well, so mm-hmm. it's, it's literally everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, <gasps> amazing, okay, I didn't expect that. In my head, I'll just be like, probably America <laughs> and that's it. But it's like worldwide and understanding all of the cultures, all of the nuances. You must be really skilled of getting what people want and, and personalise it to their, to their tastes because, you know, you're doing it abroad. Okay, I'm going to delve into that. But before yeah. we go into it, how, for this podcast, we believe that people buy from people. We need to know about the human being yeah. before we part ways on money and give their trust. So, the usually the first uh, question I usually ask on this podcast is, what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self?
1: Well, I mean, this is something I had to think um, really hard about because... Um my son i have a 17 year old son what
0: you don't look like it but okay (laughs) okay fair
1: enough (laughs) well he's going to be 17 on the 19th so i'm kind of pinching myself as well but when i look at him and um i'm trying to lead him to what i think is a great career path it reminds me of myself Mm. because at that age all this the 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 um the, the attitude that he's given me. I remember myself at that age, I knew everything, you know, and I felt I was just going to go to university because it's what everybody else does, get a degree, get a big job, and be happy. Uh, it turns out <laughs> life isn't that straightforward. So, the advice that I'd give my uh, my 18 year old self is to have is to been more self aware of the type of person that I am because if I was paying attention to how fidgety and how creative and how, um, um, you know, um, sort of outdoorsy I was, I would never have really put myself down as a corporate person or I would never have been restricted to the career options that other people spoke about. You know, mm. I knew that you go to university and either do law or medicine or do something that sounds really clever and... <laughs> Yeah, so my 18-year-old self, I would not, this is why I changed my attitude towards my son who told me he's not going to university. University, he doesn't think it's for him. He wants to work. He says, mom, look at me. I I, I don't really enjoy going to college. So things, those type of of traits, um, I think um, is something I would have advised my 18-year-old self to be more assertive and be more self-aware. Of who
0: I am as as a person. Okay, I'm just reflecting. Every time I have I have I have this que- um, say this question to people on the podcast, I'm going back to my own self, and <laughs> it, it's just like I feel like it's, it's a similar thing. It's like like mm-hmm. I was the first person to go to university. And my head of sixth form, my mom said, yeah, you're going. I was like, okay, I don't have a choice. Yeah, and I just put whatever I put down, I, did a psych, I put down psychology. Like, oh, Cassandra, you, 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 you do good in psychology in your A-levels. You're going to do psychology. <laughs> I'm like, but where am I going, sir? Um, just put on new class six universities. End up, I was in Liverpool. So I was just like, yeah. I put Portsmouth down. I put Bristol down. I just didn't have a clue. And all I wanted to do... At that time, as a seventeen or eighteen-year-old, was to do a drama, um, a drama degree. I was so loved. I loved doing acting and stuff. And uh, my mm-hmm. mom said, "No, no daughter of mine's going to go drama school for what?" And my, I'm a head of teacher. I'm a head of sixth form. Said, "No, just do psychology." And that was the end of that. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh god!" So I yeah, wish this, I was. This, the...
1: this is it, you
0: see. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, and it sounds like you know you have this understanding with your son. And um, you seem to be very open, more than my mum would be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the, openness, the openness comes from experience. Mm. You
0: know?
1: um, I come from a very strict uh, West African family. My dad's a medical doctor. Everyone's what? really successful in my family. Mm. I, I mean, up till now, my dad thinks I'm a complete failure for doing something um, creative. He's like, oh, you know, I don't know when you're going to try and get yourself a chance. <laughs>
0: wow so when you said west african so, what um what country your national like
1: sierra leone sierra leone sorry you said that
0: already it's so a west west yeah west africa west yeah africa. so yeah
1: he, he doesn't get it and I, I am trying to open my mind
0: mm. because
1: unless something happens to you you're not gonna this is a lived out experience i have lived through it so i understand what it is for um when a parent is not really listening or when a parent refuses to kind of, because we as parents, we know our children, they, sh- they should have known, I
0: mean, mm. you, can,
1: you can tell, I can tell what my different children are great in, sorry, I great at and, and what they would really find boring. So they should have paid attention to me. Mm. Or I should have paid more attention to myself, I suppose.
0: Fair enough. Oh god, thank you for being so open with that. As again, I think a lot of us are going to reflect right. on um, how we've been parented, and um, how I kind of accidentally broke my mom's heart. What? We- oh, you okay?
1: Sorry,
0: you cut up there. Oh cool. sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Perfect. Um, I was saying that, um, we, I guess when people listen to, to this question, um, the listeners, they reflect on how they've been parented. And um, I was just, just going to say how I broke my mum's heart in my early 20s when I told her I wasn't going to be a doctor. I mean, um, not a doctor, doctor, but like a, I wasn't, I wasn't going to pursue my PhD. It just broke her heart. And yeah. I don't think she's ever forgiven me since, and that's over 10 years ago. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> she don't forgive me. <laughs> you're
1: never going to be forgiven i've never I
0: been i haven't been you know, forgiven. it's just
1: something we now i think in our head we both accept it's just going to be a, a wishful thinking kind of thing you know oh i wish you'd done this yeah i know how are you anyway <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah this is what we
0: do oh, yeah so, uh, you
1: just try to kind of divert the conversation so it
0: doesn't go down doesn't, you know of yeah of regret and parental guilt okay so that's really interesting thank you for being very honest the next question i want to ask you what are you curious about right now
1: well um i think um the current situation we find ourselves in gives us time to think Mm. and it's made me question everything you know i want to be um an expert not an expert on social media where I kind of go on and say oh, you know I'm an expert in international wedding design I, I am curious in getting behind the business and studying so I am I'm studying interior design because when I speak with the decorators I want to speak with authority because I know what the different textures are and what texture of linen for example would work in a certain type of building or a certain style of wedding because we think we know a lot when we go mm. going to this field. But the more you aspire to be greater than you are, the more hungry you become to set yourself apart. And the more exposed you are internationally, you kind of see other taste and how mm. people kind of push for the A game. So Right now, I'm taking a course in interior design. I, I really want to know how to get the best lighting in different spaces, how to make the most of um, uh, non-traditional um, venues that we would have, how to create different experiences in, in, within you know, my client's chosen venue. Um, so I, I find it very interesting and I'm looking at myself now knowing where to find Different kinds of buildings in the UK. I'm uh, um, just studying British architecture now, I know where you can find a lot of um, courtyards and, and Roman um, inspired buildings. And uh, it's, it's very geeky, but I uh, um, and also it teaches you about lighting as well. Because um, I remember last year I had a client who spent quite mm-hmm. a substantial amount on lighting. He was obsessed with the film Met Gala and he kept saying, oh you know i want my wedding to look like met gala i absolutely hate the purple lighting and for me over the years i have to admit because we're having a a very honest conversation i just thought you know lighting just gives a good atmosphere i didn't quite understand the depth of the purpose and the power of lighting in transforming a space
0: Mm. so
1: now that i know i can talk to the light in the lightning um technicians on a level
0: you're not just going to mm.
1: give me up lighters and I'm satisfied. Mm. We're going to have to sit down and look at the space and, and talk. You know, I know my color palettes. I follow interesting interior designers. I want to know about tiles. And it's, it's a very kind of, and so I'm most curious about the behind the scenes. So my clients would get real value for money
0: mm. when we
1: get to that stage of, you know, dealing with certain aspects of their weddings I and hear. parties.
0: Yeah, it's all the senses, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm even it? studying about
1: wines as well. It's
0: really wine. Cool. Oh, I know a yeah. wine, a, a wine, a wine expert. I'm um, going <laughs> to introduce you to her. Uh, no, no, no. Was, oh, you know. I know. Okay. I'm not a wine expert. I put my hand up. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, okay. <laughs> I've, i I've, I've had very tricky. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm some allergic to some wine. Maybe I've had really, really bad, bad wine, I'm gonna put it out there, I'm mm. not gonna lie, probably in my <laughs> in my student days, so that's why I probably used to get headaches, but I remember one time-
1: Student days, you just drink alcohol. You don't really want to know the rating or how good it is, whether it's good pairing, you just, you just wanna doubt something.
0: It's different. <laughs> it's different. So this is what this wine expert um, who I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you to. She said, Cassandra's different." I said, "But can you guarantee me that I won't get a headache?" So she talks about maybe trying some organic wine or whatever she's going to recommend some because I just see some people really enjoying it it's so sophisticated. I want to be like a proper adult when I come home from well, I'm home anyway, but yeah, I, I want to just I have just... a little wine. I want to be like, mm, look at me, I'm looking. But I don't. It's a cultural thing.
1: It's a cultural thing, and and I again. I really thank God for the career that I find myself. I may not be like rolling in it cash-wise, but experience-wise, I have been exposed to so much in in terms of you know cultures, understanding, um, you know how how people find interest in that, or how there's a synergy between the type of food you're having and which wine will sit really well. You, you don't you don't understand it if you're not from that background. Mm-hmm. But going to little Towns like I remember I went to Guimaraes in Portugal and it was a little hilly town in Portugal and um, I bought like a fish dish mm-hmm. and and you know this guy was really getting into what wine actually. I was thinking just give me whatever I'm not bothered you know mm-hmm. I could have yeah. fanta or whatnot you know because I'm not but then he he gave me something and he wasn't so imposing
0: mm-hmm. on, on um,
1: what's it called, on, um, on the food that I was having. It was so light that I was able to taste my fish. Mm. But then there was something quite refreshing about the wine that I was drinking. And then you see also how they kind of push local business. And these are the types of ideas I want to bring to um, uh, my, my business. I want to uh, um, promote local business and yes. understand, you know, what local... Beers are produced here or mm. wine or whatnot and find the best and be knowledgeable. So my mm. clients get value for money, but at the same time, they're getting quality. So that's the direction we're headed, where I don't want to be just a wedding planner. That's just collecting cash for pairing people with great suppliers. I want people, when you talk about experience, I want you to come in and go, what just happened there? You know, mm. I love that. Whatever meat we had just now, if we're going Caribbean, we need to go all the way. I need Mm. to, I need to, I've been learning about, um, it's a rare nephew rum, you know, like their levels, even for Western... You just learnt about it!
0: You just, sorry, you don't know about come from a Jamaican background, right? Um, you just learnt about Jamaican rare nephews rum, probably probably the best rum in the world, the right rum I'm talking about, and, okay, I'll, I'll I'll let you, sorry... (laughs) Correct.
1: so yeah it's just it's just things like that if you're saying you're an international wedding planner if you're saying you plan for multinational couples um, um, you know uh, mixed couples etc people from different cultures yes you've got to know your stuff you have If you want to wanna play with the big boys you want to get to the top you can't just be going and you know um, and, and getting you know these um, people that come in and just give stuff to your client the clients that I aspire to 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 targeting i mean that the, sorry the clients that i target um have really good taste and yes. taste doesn't necessarily equate to money but mm. they, they're well traveled they're knowledgeable mm. and you really want to show them that you, you want them to have that confidence in you that you know mm. your
0: staff mm. it, it just sounds like you really try to give as much value and the detail you go into with your with your clients because this is a life event you know, hopefully just do it once. Yeah. <laughs> so everything, you know, senses are going to be heightened. Emotions are going um, to be,
1: all the senses, yes. all of them, taste, touch, smell, every- you want. Do you know? I mean, I don't remember. I mean, I always use this example. If you used to go and spend Christmas at your grandma's house, um, or it's just the little things that remind you, even when they're gone, Forever, Mm. you. When you walk into the house on that Sunday, Mm. you know after church or whenever you go there, it has a smell, you know. And when you sit down, you see how much energy she's put into laying the table. Like she brings a nice Mm. cutlery, um, the cockery and cutlery would be the nicest. Everyone will be well dressed. The vibe the way the meals are shared on the table, and that never leaves you. Mm. So it's the same thing with, with, with if, if you just take that basic principle and, and apply it to celebrations, it is how well you host your guests. You want them to, you know, drive past a venue and think, whoa, you know, I remember when we went to Rudy's wedding, oh, that wedding was amazing, man. Do you remember the rum punch we had? That was great. Rum punch. And <laughs> what made it great wasn't because, it was rum punch. Maybe the way it was executed, they didn't just put it in plastic cups and were putting it around. Maybe they didn't use the, like, it's just if we push a little bit more and just put a little bit more effort, people really engage in terms of, you know, having a, a very kind of a, um, um, non-pretentious experience, but at the highest level.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. It's just you—you—you it, it, you, you, you go all in. You can't do it half, especially. No, no. You,
1: Otherwise, don't do it. You, you, why are they investing in me? Anyone can plan their their wedding. If you want to show them value, mm-hmm. you you have to really take them out of their comfort zone so they'll have a basic idea. You have to upgrade. You have to upgrade. How it. do you do okay.
0: that? So uh, you know. Uh, you, how do you get someone because you know weddings are quite expensive some people say i I have a budget and and some people always sometimes some people might i want a a deal or how do you gently when they meet you work with them to get them the best experience they can get
1: yeah well i think honesty is, is appreciated in wedding planning and sometimes in my consultation i don't always convert clients because i'm very honest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i will just tell you mm. what things uh, you know what things cost etc because i feel um, Couples come to wedding planners just for the knowledge, you know, they Mm -hmm. they have their money They know what they want to do and I think the more honest we are in this industry Mm. the less anxiety couples would have in their wedding planning experience because Sometimes, you know, you go to some wedding suppliers because they're so keen. They're so keen on winning the business Mm. They'll probably say oh, yeah, 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 your your budget would work fine. How many people you inviting again? 500 what's your budget? 350 people. What's your budget? Oh, it's 20 grand and that's all we're spending. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Um, and, and and I find that very misleading, you know, because I think it's better to have a very honest conversation and manage the expectations because truth be told that any budget can find a wedding, but you must be realistic. You can't have 10 grand and want to get married in central London in a posh hotel. I will tell you straight up that it's not going to work with um, hundred and fifty clients. It's not gonna work, it's simple maths. You know, but you can have ten grand and find the nicest um village, village hall around, you know, or you can also um find non traditional buildings like warehouses and different types of spaces like that and, and have a wedding there. You know, but um to to mislead people just because you want to win the business and line your pocket, I think it's not only um dishonest, it really always always couples that are so am um, delusional about how much they're going to spend they end up getting so stressed and they really hate the wedding planning period because you know they have to find money that they never budgeted for you know so uh, i think gaining the trust by being honest in the first place is is one way that i win my clients over and going through uh, the most the most dreaded exercise dealing with the budget uh, the budget so we we, we allocate an estimated amount to everything. So I would tell you, you know, w- what's your priority? Let me know. what what What's the most important thing? Do you want to spend a lot of cash on your this or that? Mm-hmm, i say, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, food is really important to me. I'm not bothered about a cake. So I'm like, okay, if you're not bothered about a cake, do we have family members that can bake something and we can make it look very personal and quirky? I have a bride who got married at the Lanesboro, which is a very kind of high, high-end hotel. Mm. She wasn't bothered about cakes. I a friend baked her a cake and the cake was delicious and it was so it's zero expenses there so ah, immediately i
0: didn't, yeah. I, I didn't see so you do that you yeah come on that,
1: that bakes cakes and yeah oh and you're not a big cake person or yeah, let, let them it's you know you can there are other elements that mm. you prioritize as long as the cake tastes good and you know and it comes from a place of love if people really even appreciate that you know and you can get the florist to put beautiful flowers on top and it can look just as amazing so it's little tricks like that we sort out the priority items and the non-priority items and then I can guide you on how much things cost. I can tell you, for example, oh, if you're looking at a central London hotel, they normally charge per head for food and beverage, so you're looking between um, about £100, £100 per head. To- for, for a free hotel. course meal? Uh, food and drinks. Food and food drinks. Food and drink. mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So it's, it's better that you hit them like that, or eight pounds and they're like, oh, maybe maybe we shouldn't go there, babe. Or, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We've got budget for that. You know, and then you say, is photography a big thing? "Oh, like, yeah, or oh, no, that's an absolute 100% priority for us. You start telling them what the good photographers charge. So you're like, what type of photography are you into? Do you like posy or do you like reportage? So the one that they sort of just catch you in the moment. When they tell you what they, you know, what, They find uh, um, um, interesting or attractive you Mm. then guide them as to how much that guidance and your knowledge and your honesty is a great way to build a relationship and then finally i do not compromise on the vendors i work with i don't work with people because i like them i work with them because they're fantastic at what they do Mm. i don't check your color i don't check where you're from whether we're friends i just don't want anyone treating my clients weddings as An experiment because i know how much people work towards saving so i want a star a star a star for everything i don't want you to bring me linen and it's creased up uh, you know and and this person has paid good money and this this is something you put in your inventory and you can't be bothered. because once you start working with the top vendors you understand what quality is i i have worked for example there's a, a company called over the top linen uh, there are lots of great linen companies in the uk as well when the linen arrives okay it comes in like you know a, a clothes hanging rail with, with with castors it's wheeled in each of the items are dry cleaned and hung on on, on hangers yeah this is a tablecloth <laughs> and then you, you get to line so when you put your linen Regardless of how much you put, like everything has quality. Your Mm. client comes in, they open up their napkins and it's not dirty. Imagine you've paid quite a substantial amount and you see one big fat oily stain on your napkin. You know, you see the things all crisped up. There's nothing you can do, but this is not the vision you had for yourself if that was a big thing for you. Whether or not it's a big thing, it's just... Just do things properly. You know? And these guys, mm-hmm. they come on time, they're not late, they just don't take advantage of your relationship. They're great at what they do. They absolutely love what they do. So when you bring an idea to them, say, Oh, you know the the rum punch we were talking about? I've got this mad idea. I'm thinking coconuts, you know, I'm thinking a mixologist that looks very Caribbean, you know, that kind of has the accent and everything that interacts with the clients, you know. I want that like, yes, yes. I we The ones I work with their geeks like that, we get excited. It's like a film. We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and let me check this out. They could do this. <laughs> so this is the experience. So when people come in, they're like, oh, candle that we may have close to where they're doing the cocktail smells of coconut. You know, we have some nice kind of chilled up music in the background. This guy looks the part. He's serving stuff. We have some sugar cane as props and everything it's a different experience than me giving it to you
0: in a plastic cup just I'm a telling example. you yeah I mean the, the detail you know speaks for itself the look first impressions and I don't go to many I haven't been the last couple years been to many weddings but people do judge you know it's, it's, it's a social event and people are looking yeah. for high for you know when it weddings especially different families or different nationalities you know it's like yeah. it's, it's an event like you said a movie it's an event and people will reminisce yeah, I, yeah.
1: but at the same time i wouldn't encourage couples to put pressure on themselves mm. so, be so bothered about what people are gonna think of them because people can see when you're trying so hard they can tell mm. so i'm i'm just saying that if you commit to a style or you commit to a, a certain um Uh, um, um, type of entertainment, you know, how you're going to entertain your guests, just make sure there's detail involved. Just do it properly. If you're going to have tablecloth, let it be clean and steamed. Mm -hmm. If you're going to serve buffet, put some creativity in making sure it doesn't just look like a school canteen you know just little things like that because and this is why they need us as professionals they don't have time to have time to start looking for image references the whole time going on pinterest and coming here and we've seen so much that we should let them know you know like for now i'm thinking ahead okay after corona people are not going to really be liking the buffet service like that you know someone breathing over your food and all of this so what kind of styles um, the service styles would be introduced in lieu of that, so mm. people do not have that kind of fear that somebody's raising. How can we style it out? What can we do? How can I speak to the caterers that you know these are some of the challenges that we're going to be facing? What can we do as a collective? So you 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 as like I said that your clients would have an idea because you have the knowledge, the expertise, and the exposure. You upgrade the idea and present it in the best possible light that's
0: the process okay so I meet you first time how's the consultation because I'll, 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 I'll be a bit I'm, I'm not married by the way but I'll be a bit nervous I'm <laughs> like in my head I'll be like I can do this I don't want to give as much as I don't want to pay as much I want as this is me probably I'm not your ideal client client but I want a really good deal and but I do want the detail so what is someone a bit nervous who wants to work with you, but a bit nervous about, you know, telling them the whole dreams and they might feel a bit disappointed or whatever like that? How do you work with someone like that?
1: Well, I think um, the way you sort of set up the meeting would, um, and, and your chemistry altogether, would determine how the meeting um, would run. Mm-hmm. I am very informal. I don't really, um, I, I don't like to give off a corporate vibe, so... I I have a space in Bond Street, so if I want to... The first impression has to be really good, so Mm -hmm. I normally invite you in. And um, we have coffee. um, And and I just want to sit down and chat. And I want to listen to you. It's about what you want, because um, sometimes I think when you get carried away, to kind of tell the client how great you are and your pitching, mm-hmm. you, you lose so much, you know, about what they want. I feel that the consultation is a way that both you and the client find out whether you're the, you're right for each other, mm-hmm. because there's nothing wrong with you know testing the waters. What you what I would absolutely hate is taking on the wrong client, knowing yeah. that I cannot deliver their mm-hmm. dreams, and equally, the client also taking you on knowing that, oh, you know, I really didn't feel like it. You know, I had this vibe Mm. in my head all along. You know, it's it can be quite uncomfortable. So um I think it's best to have a very kind of laid back chat and just listen. I would listen. My job is to listen on that day and as as much as you're checking me out, I'm checking you out. Mm. It
0: has to be a good fit. It has to be a good fit. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we have to because it's like a, a whole relationship. It's like you're entering a relationship with people. The clients that I absolutely love, you, they're my friends. I go to their houses, I play with their kids. And, you know, they call me. I tell them when my husband and I fight, they tell me when they fight.
0: They <laughs> Yeah, I might I, I I should do that with be my partner. <laughs> okay, cool. Because sometimes people don't believe me. Like I get invited to their weddings. Um, like if I make engagement rings and but I get I get invited to people's weddings. I get invited to people's. Engage- I've been to a, big, a few engagement parties last last year. And I'm just like I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah yeah.
1: So it's it's just about the vibe. You know, we always all of us have some instincts as to whether or not going to get on with these people because by the time they come to see you they have some level of interest they would have checked you out on social media they would have gone on your website so visually they know you can actually do the job mm. so this time it's to actually see if you're the right person mm. so you know as much as you're being assertive you can't just You can't just go hard on knowledge, you know, you can't just say, oh, okay, so you're looking at this, you're looking at if they volunteer the information and they honestly ask you, they ask for honest advice, then you you have to say something, you have to be honest, you know, I recently had um, an inquiry, a client wanted to have a destination wedding and they said they're looking at about 150 people to 200. And um, and I, you know, I said, okay, you should just have a rough budget in mind. You have to have some budget in mind, you know, just to guide you um, on on the type of celebration you're after. They're like, oh, it has to be a whole weekend. We want it really laid back. And how much is your budget? Ten thousand pounds for hundred and fifty people abroad. So I'm thinking in my head, right. By the time you buy your ticket for yourself, your husband, and cover your own accommodation, you've hit and I'm just talking basic things. Even if it were within Europe and you're you're traveling on EasyJet, collectively you're already on five hundred quid. Do you see where I'm going? And that's just we haven't even started planning. You know, and then sometimes uh if, if clients don't know about how much local vendors charge in that region, etc., they'd assume, okay, I'm just gonna pay five hundred pounds for photography, but photography in that area could be very competitive, and it turns out mm. it's something they'll struggle with. They'd have to fly someone else in. So mm-hmm. again, ticket adds up, accommodation adds in. So something that was 500 is now upgraded to about a grand as well. So um, you would just, without saying that that money is not going to work, you just give them a few examples, yeah? Mm. To say, the average food and drink spend for that area you're looking to plan your wedding. If you want, are you wanting a hotel? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want a hotel. You're looking at uh, if you're looking at the local menu package. You're looking at about eighty pounds per head. So if you're doing eighty times one hundred and fifty, you're if you do the maths, you're in trouble. I hear because
0: you. Do, yeah. I hear you. If but we
1: just do eighty times one hundred, that's your eight grand gone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just something like, like food. <laughs> Um, yeah for so,
1: so sometimes just giving a small example like that kind of lets you both know that you know it's it's you're probably um not the right planner for them because maybe um your the the, the proposal or the 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 advice you're giving is is inaffordable to them and maybe they think they can get someone cheaper out there um, so that could be a good way to kind of see that, oh, well, if they have £10,000 and I'm going to charge this amount, it's really going to impact their budget, you know, it's going to be... I don't see how they'll see value in that. So it's nice It's nice to have those conversations. It way. is,
0: it is good, because I feel genuinely, I don't feel like people are being mean, Um, like, for instance, in, 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 in the jewellery thing. So if someone would come to me, can I get a nice diamond, like... Gold ring with a diamond, but I only got three, three hundred pounds, and I'm just like, you can get a diamond, but it's not probably the diamond what you want. And I think when when it's a life event, when it's not as commonplace like a wedding, you know, you mm-hmm. it's, it's a one in a lifetime thing, or someone gets an engagement ring, it's usually a one in a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. They don't have a basis, like you know what I mean. They don't have a basis of how much things cost, because they just yeah. assume. That you know, they can get a good deal. And it's like, this is a life event, a special occasion where there's so no, much I components. Mean, you know,
1: it, it, yeah, the same applies for weddings. Mm. You know, people don't have any idea how much things really cost. Mm. They don't. They You know, they would have, they would assume, you know, like if you buy flowers, you go to waitress and get... Um, a bunch of flowers to put in your you know, in, in a vase in your home, you're thinking, Tops, I'm going to spend 30 quid, you know? If your husband's buying you flowers on Valentine's Day and he wants to be really generous, Tops is going to spend £100, 150 So when you go and get a flower bill where they're telling you,
0: eight grand or or something yeah Or
1: 12 you're gonna fall off your chair thinking what is she on but then you're telling you're saying i want flowers all down the aisle i want a big decoration you know big arrangement by the altar and then once you walk down the stairs i want flowers and i want fresh flowers i don't i do not take artificial flowers they want you know and and so this is where the knowledge because people don't know you know um and I think it's good to, for the industry, every now and again, we have to be educating people. Just be honest with people, so they can make informed choices on, you know, whether I'm going to go for a more um, minimalist vibe and not spend that much money on that, and so, you know, get your priorities straight. Or so this is how much wedding venues cost, and if I'm going to be flexible with my dates, maybe I can get a cheaper venue. Um, sorry, a, a more cost-effective rate, yeah, same venue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are ways to get around it. You just have to be. You just have to. It's like you know, buying sample sale dresses instead of you know, um, tailor-made dresses, and you mm-hmm. still get a very um, great couture gown at a fraction of the cost. But you you must know how these things work and yeah. you know when they have sample sales for brides and things
0: like that. And yeah. you have that knowledge. So it's like, I was trying yeah. to like, a, like to a travel, a travel consultant, maybe I don't want to make it, make it crude, but obviously mean you can go and Ryanair or easy check. But the travel consultant would know when to buy. When is, what are the best like kind of flight suppliers or hotel suppliers, put it in a package. You're covered for that. You know, anything happens to you over there. If you, you know, just buy a no shade to a certain flight, cheaper mm-hmm. fl- flight. You just, you're just you on your own. <laughs> and you... And the reason I give this analogy, not to say that you're... But as a travel consultant, but for a wedding, international wedding planner, and, and with all your bespoke services and your, how you personalise, you're giving people a peace of mind and saving time and giving them the best of their... of. Uh, the best out of their budget and their time. And people don't yeah. realize that what, what 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 you're paying is years and years of expertise yeah. and, and to Absolutely. get you what you want.
1: Coronavirus, this pandemic is another good example of yeah. why having a wedding planner involved could um, be um, some of the, the best decisions that some couples made. Mm. Um, when we had to deal with postponement and cancellation, we first of all could we had to delve into the the wedding insurance and check out the closes and see the implications for the venues and 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 the clients or on the suppliers and the clients mm. and then we're very kind of cautious as to how your wedding planner almost is your is your is your lawyer or your
0: your advocate right,
1: defend you yeah. right so for example some some vendors right? We're asking for um, an additional amount because the, the dates have changed. And I would challenge them and mm. say, listen, go referring back, back to your terms and conditions. You do realize that nobody ever catered for this level of extenuating circumstance where the whole world is at, at a standstill. This feels like World War II. Nobody ever envisaged this. So you're telling me after 90 days, my client would have to pay a penalty Right, your president in your country because they're in the States is 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 not telling you when the lockdown ends. And you are telling me you're going to penalize my client because they cannot have their wedding within ninety or after ninety days. Are you listening to yourself? It's physically impossible to have a big wedding full stop. My client is not cancelling because she's fallen out with her groom or she's not cancelling because Something has happened to her. She's cancelling because the government is telling us everyone stay put. It's not going to happen, so that's affecting you. Where? Why do you think she should pay that? So I would challenge them. You know, it's it's frustrating for all of us, but I don't think that's the way of making money in this industry. I I really have found some of the behaviours really distasteful. And people so I will remember. Yeah, and clients don't want to talk about uncomfortable situations like that. Some of them are not confrontational. So you know how sometimes people bully you into paying things, and you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe. No, no, no. I would really get into it. We We would speak about it, you know, and... And, you know, negotiating dates as well. I would say to someone, well, my client doesn't like that date. What other offers do we have? And at the same time, I'll say to the client, we can't really be unreasonable with them. We're changing too many times. It's out of order. So, like, you know, you're in the middle and um, <laughs> this is this is the position you're in. So that the knowledge and also you, you, you fight on their behalf. You fight for them to get the best. You fight for their rights. You fight for... You, try to, to alleviate stress and anxiety yes. by dealing with the clients directly, uh, sorry, the
0: suppliers directly. Yeah, because they're dealing with so much, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and they have to postpone or something like that. You know, at least someone can take off the mind. Like, uh, uh, you know, instead of like, that person has to be in argument and all that kind of stuff, you are the advocate. You are fighting for them yeah. to get the best and take that Absolutely. off them you know, yeah, I mean, now, I never thought about having a wedding plan, I'm just like, I just feel it just, it would just be too stressful for me to do it by myself, I just, now I know myself, <laughs> it's just to be too, too, too stressful, I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just want to get through the ceremony without, <laughs> without running away, <laughs> so I, I, I totally, I totally understand now, so going on about a lot of people asking about this when I'm searching on the internet, when I'm talk, when some people are postponing the wedding or scheduling it later into autumn or to next year how are you helping your clients with that you you just just mentioned that example about, about being an advocate but with the the planning ahead and, and postponing or rescheduling how are you how how are you dealing with that with well uh,
1: i mean I, it's 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 something that um i will say it's kind of uh would we'll look at it in in three facets. You know, you have the hmm. emotional aspect where they are feeling like this is bad luck. This is, you know, oh my god, why does it have to be me when I decide to get married and then this happens? Oh, oh my god! You know, the first the first feeling is that it's disappointment. Mm. It's 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 upset. Mm. It's generally general euphoria. I mean, that's. I mean, I don't even know how to describe that first phase, is one of complete upset. And then you get to the second phase of acceptance, and what do we do next? You know? So you go through the first phase with them, just letting them realize that it's happening to everybody. It may not happen to their weddings, but people are being made redundant. People are losing their lives. People are, so, you you aren't the one with bad luck. Basically, at the moment, we all feel like we've been hit with bad luck. It's affecting everybody. Even a nine-year-old kid cannot play with their friends. You know, there are people who um, lose their loved ones and they can't even go to the funeral. I mean, it's kind of it's a pandemic it's hit everybody so that's the first way you could get through to them and talking about other clients who have postponed or cancelled their weddings mm. makes them kind of feel they're not alone in all this and mm. i'll be like okay one of my clients moved to the to march i think much good time what do you think you know mm. and it becomes uh in the most um weird weird ways it becomes a normal conversation such an abnormal subject becomes mm. normal okay, yeah okay mm. so yeah, let's move that and let's send the emails so that's the the, the the second stage where we get to the acceptance and you know how are we going to plan this how are we going to deal with this okay so we're going to get a letter to all the guests so guest management we need your guests to know what's up you know and you and you, you, you you do that have guests
0: you, Sorry? you, you as a wedding planner will yeah. manage all of that.
1: Yeah, the what? wedding the wedding planner does that. Yeah. What? So we would send out a letter to the guests mm. to let them know that the wedding is being moved, unfortunately, with the current pandemic, etc. etc. It would let them know as soon as we have a new date. Right. So of they course. have to know whether or not you've you've confirmed in your date with um, the suppliers, you get them to that level. So the guests all know they send, you know, their well wishes and everything like that. Mm. Like yada, yada, yada. And then the final um, battle is to make sure every agreement you have in place. Doesn't incur any penalties or additional costs. It's just simply shifted to another date. So the date has to work for all the the the, the service providers that you've already um, hired. So all these people also would be delivering on work they have um, taken on the previous year. So there would also there could be possibilities that that dates could have been gone. So you have to clear the date with all the suppliers first. Yeah. So if you if your wedding was supposed to be on the 13th of April and we're moving it to the 12th of September, I have to make sure this date works to the photographer, the chef, the, the, caterer, the caterer, everybody else, right? And then once we have that and they're all kind of, we're all on the same page, everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm available. Oh, okay. We're happy to carry on. Then we have a new date. We go um, back to the guest and let them know about the new date and, and confirm. And everything is kept kept in writing because this is where it gets tricky. Um, people could sort of say, you know, oh well, I didn't know. That's why I said that. Um, but now things have changed. But once you get things in writing mm. legally, um, both parties have to um, uh, sort of keep to those um, um, promises they've made. It's legally binding. So you deal with that, and then you maintain a friendship. You have to keep mentally, you have to keep them on on a, on a, on a, on, a, on a, well, not on a high, but you have to keep this relationship. This is where they you reassure them that they made the right choice in in choosing you. So you don't just desert them and stop talking to them. So, for example, I i call my clients and they'll let me know if they have a headache what they cook for dinner you know some of them the ones i'm really close to well most of them really and um you know how they're feeling you know they'll say oh i'm feeling rubbish today man and i'm like yeah i feel rubbish too i haven't even brushed my teeth today a rookie that's disgusting you know and we we build a relationship on on a a great level of friendship so when their wedding comes whenever this this corona goes away we have it's going to be so emotional for me because i promise you i'll cry for each and every one of them because i know what these people went through and one of them even invited me um to go to go on a date um uh, well me the the, the the bride the groom and myself we went um on a an, an internet live thing with a dj we went on a bashment gig <laughs> what so it's really, yeah and then you're sat there and it's just a way of cheering them up it's not something i would do but it's the dj that they hire they're like oh dj horizontal i said oh i can come they're like i really it Rudy. and because they i'm much older than them and you know they see me as this auntie and then i'm going on the bashment and we're both we're all singing we're on zoom and we're joining on instagram and they're hearing me sing this song they're like, oh my god do you know that song? <laughs> so you kind of try and bring a hi so you know you're checking on them you're talking and you go through it together so uh, i think it's,
0: it's a new
1: experience altogether but it makes you realize how much you love what you do yes or hate what you
0: do. yeah especially in these times it sounds like you're a saint in these times you know um you, because you know you you're picking up these these very challenging circumstances and advocating for your clients for the best and it's 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 the emotional labour, what people don't don't understand in these types of personal services. They don't realise how skilled you have to be or emotionally intelligent you have to be um, to assess what people want. Sometimes they don't verbally say it, but you have to, you know, go with them and, and go through that journey and to deal with things and manage their expectations. Because I feel like yeah. sometimes, I'm, I'm not married, but the wedding or the procedure of the wedding starts when they probably meet you or other other suppliers and even afterwards so it's a long long relationship so i was going to ask you it's
1: It's a long relationship and it's 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 extremely mentally challenging and Mm. one of the things i did with the COVID um uh, spread and, and and all the social media interaction i checked out i put a long note to say i'm afraid you know i'm not doing too well i need to check out because you know i have all these clients i'm taking care of and Mm. i have a home i have three children and this thing has just hit me you know i don't know how to be present and be happy and recover and and just get on when i am shattered myself i am not only shattered my whole family is shattered all these Clients that I'm looking after, are shattered. I do not have the strength. I need the space to pick myself up mentally. So, unfortunately, I might be losing business. But I left social media on the third of April, and I'm doing very well. I feel better because um, I got to bed. and I managed to get back into a routine. I I I got rid of all apps that deal with um, news or social media. I don't I don't I I just checked out and um i call my clients instead i do your weeks in the morning and, and then i i am present for my kids i talk to my kids because again when it's wedding season i didn't realize how distant i was from my kids trying to please other people i had checked out of my family as well so ambitious so mm. wanting to do my best that you know if i sit down and my client calls me i'll say it's my shh i'm on the phone, shh. you know and for once i can play board games with my kids taught me how to play chess i can talk to my kids my son who i my teenage son was uh, having so much trouble with he's been cooking the meals on most nights so we need to check ourselves you know and i think for us that are service providers we really need to be okay before we can serve people i i want to mentally be okay before i can carry on with the existing clients that i have and even be able to take on other people you know what I mean? I cannot take on a new client right now because I have my existing clients that I have to be present for, and my family, and myself. You know, and just looking at yourself, i looking back at pictures and seeing you put on weight because when it's wedding season, you don't have time. You're doing long hours. You're staying up. Um, I was checking my hair the other day when I was, you know, washing it. And it's tinned out in certain areas because when the weddings come on, you want to look fabulous. You're colouring your hair constantly. You're, there's so much that's happening. And I, although this is financially a challenging time for us, people are dying and stuff, I just have just found time to check out.
0: Understandable. Understandable. But by the time this podcast go out, it might be still in COVID-19 um, era do you, when do you <laughs> we we we, we no, don't I'm
1: going, no no i'm going I'm, go, I'm i'm better now because what i've done during that period i've written i've had time to write out products um and services i've i've written um products that i'm going to be launching when all of this is over i've done products for my clients because i i subscribe to so many resources that we use for wedding planning but now i've tailored it based on my own experience and Things that would be of extra value and so they're all going to be getting gifts from me you know where i i i would i have looked back on the way i've worked and areas i think i should improve and they're just going to be completely blown away because i've just been working on that i work on it every day so i'm i'm ready to go back mm. on i feel better mm. um i look better um <laughs> so I, I think it was important that i do that otherwise the, you know when the the lockdown would be lifted I will still
0: look around down and... Um, you know I, what? That is that is so much honesty because it sounds like when you're on your form and you give the 100%, 110% to, to your clients and they expect you yeah. to to highly perform. So you know you're a human being, you have to make sure you're okay before you can give to others. Yeah. So like using this airline absolutely. kind of analogy, you need the, the mask on first. Before you can help yes. the other people uh, get off that plane safely. So um, yeah. I, I don't think people should be ashamed of that whatsoever. You know your strengths and you know what to do to give a high quality yeah, service.
1: I mean, yeah, society puts a lot of pressure on us to to be perfect, to deliver. Mm. Um, society defines what it is to be successful oh mm. my god they're doing the hand yeah so just
0: time. just for people can hear probably can hear because I've got my mic on it's 8 o'clock um, on a Thursday and um, usually we do um, the clapping for carers and clapping for the people for the NHS so yeah. shout it's out so to good. the NHS and carers out there who are doing an incredible job I was, yeah, I was shout actually, out <laughs> shout out to them because I was trying to a doctor today and um, it's like it's mad <laughs> it's mad out there and I'm just like I I don't
1: don't even want to watch the news because it's heartbreaking to watch them them all, you know, see people moms and everyone pass away I'm late, everybody else has gone in and I'm out, I'm the last one okay, but yeah um, it's very interesting times and we all have to try to find some silver lining
0: yeah so the silver lining is about hope for, for, for the future. And before we go and finish the podcast, it's thinking on a high because you, you, you do so much for your, for your clients and it is challenging times, but think about if we can think of before COVID-19, which is very hard, um, what is the best testimonial or the best client story? Um, uh, or one of them, I'm sure, I'm sure you got loads, but what one comes to mind right now?
1: Well, the best client story, obviously, obviously, the clients who really appreciate you the most are uh, the ones that you'd like to hold on to, but ones that um, trigger a deeper emotion, like I did. And this is not it was it was a celebration for a certain client, and um, after the celebration, um, mm. she told me that that it had so much meaning for her that she had to. Um, Go through therapy because mm-hmm. it made her address some of the things that she needed to address in her childhood. But it was so much before um, it. it was. She she had such a good time. She had the emotions that it brought about made her address some issues that she felt she needed to have addressed. And um, you know, just watching a client not write something and, and send it to you, but just break down in front of you and hug you, um, for me, those kind of real emotions off-camera mm. make you feel that, okay, I'm not just a wedding planner. I'm a friend, I'm mm. a counsellor, you're, you're way beyond that, you know, you're a counsellor, you wear many hats and mm. um, Uh, And I feel that genuinely touching people's lives because believe you me, no wedding planner goes in with the intention of messing up someone's day. You go in to make people happy. You go in to make people feel and appreciate marriage and love. You're almost like an ambassador for it. I'm married
0: myself.
1: So there's a more kind of profound meaning behind the day happening. And um, most of the time, actually, you spend... I spend most of my planning period counselling clients, you know, when they have their fights and their disagreements, and, you know, we have some off issues, and sometimes you even get involved with families. So um, when you have a positive impact on people like that, and they tell you how meeting you made them feel, so beyond the event itself, how the personal experience with you um, and, and that lady you know she burst out crying that has a lot more meaning and her husband called me his wife's sister, <laughs> sister you know so now it, it, it never stops that that testimonial goes on because every time they have a family gathering they'll tell everybody about how fabulous you are if they're doing their child's nursery they'll ask you what would work in that room so i think that testimonial that was off camera that nobody heard also um had a lot more meaning because when you know when a client opens up like that it makes you feel um not just appreciated it makes you have a sense of purpose it makes you kind of think okay so it's not just the shit creative career after all
0: wow <laughs> i'm not
1: just doing this for the gram, you know and um yeah so those true genuine off-camera emotions uh, they, they, like, wow, that like that
0: was that was a mm. good that's very very touching because it just shows that how much empathy and how much you really care and I never thought about that before when you said no wedding planner goes in you know to mess it up it's not like you know (laughs) but when you but when you said it I never thought about it that way I mean like most businesses no one want to mess it up you have to go beyond way way beyond to do an excellent high standard wedding you, and um you have odd intention to make them succeed But there's so much variables um planning you know especially for this and the, and it's high high state so um yeah you know you really for your for, for for your clients for your friends to make it the best possible experience for their lives and to reminisce on that for 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 all for for a lifetime, you you're the the start of their marriage. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. It, it's I, I, I didn't I didn't realize <laughs> oh, it that you're way. Serious. You're the start of their marriage. But you are because you put
1: everything together. hopefully it's a good start. It's not always a great start. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. <laughs>
1: I'm not married, <laughs> so, so I don't know
0: anything, my so...
1: My weakness, my weakness is probably my honesty, I, I'm so, like, don't ask me if you want a very honest opinion, don't ask me, you know, if you think, oh, you know, Rookie, what do you think, if you think, you know, whether I the right couple, we're doing things the right way, I'll probably tell you the truth, <laughs> it's
0: something... Well, you have to. have to, people are spending their money, so, and people are trusting yeah. you, you know, and, you it know... It's not that It's done in a great way, which you you, you know you seem like a great um, person. So it's just like, you know, you don't want yes people. You want someone to be to ride with you through this very emotional time. <laughs> and as a jeweler, I see things at different at different points, right? So yeah. someone will come to me for the well, usually a guy comes to me for the engagement ring he's very, very, mm-hmm. sometimes very, very nervous because he doesn't know what... If, if he's doing a some proper surprise proposal, it's very stressful mm-hmm. for the guy, right? Um, to get the ring yeah. right. And taking him through that emotional journey and then when he gets the engagement ring right, it's amazing um, because, you know, it's not in my, what you call it? It's not in my interest to give him any engagement ring mm-hmm. because exactly. I've got two customers. So I've got to make sure he's happy and the woman's yeah. happy. If the woman's happy, everything is fine. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then the woman will yeah. chat and tell people, so referrals are my bread and butter, so I could, you know, as you said, no one, I'm, I'm imprinting it in my brain, no one has the intention or her jeweler to rip someone off and make a really bad uh, engagement ring because be it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It um
1: doesn't. It's not... It's not mutually beneficial. I mean, no. think about it. You're gonna you you're gonna take on a wedding, and yes, you're excited to work with people because you 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 don't know them from Adam. But you're you're just going to, you're just gonna want to screw it up and make them unhappy. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's like people going into relationship. They enter that relationship with all the best intentions, and then they find maybe their values are not aligned, or you know it, it doesn't work out. But nobody goes out, you know, chooses someone or commits to a relationship with the intention of messing it up. Things happen, unfortunately. And th- it's the same with wedding planning. As things happen, let's just say relationships were to deteriorate, it is down to how best you manage the situation, you salvage it, you talk to each other openly, you know, and see if it can if it can work out. So, yeah, I think it's important for couples to to know that, you know, that, you know, from the professional side, Everybody that's a creative that goes out there and sets up a business, they have some standards and some values and some personal ambitions themselves. They want to be the best that they can possibly be in what they do. So, you know, um, once you hire them, you have to have that confidence. And if, if things were to not work out, because sometimes you have to have situations where, you know, you, you have challenging clients or difficult mm. situations, you have to come back to the joint um the drawing board and, and just have some empathy on both ends and work something out you know it's not worth it sometimes you you know you, you have the, the odd experience where it leaves you completely shaken and you it leaves a very sour taste in your mouth about everything about yourself you question yourself and everything else but I, 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 I think it's important to point that out
0: I hear you so as we go, go to a close um, how can people find you? I um, was put a You can thing- find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm.
1: I am Mrs. Wedding Planner. You can find me on Twitter. Mm. I've only started using Twitter a bit more lately. I don't get the hang of it. I'm always getting into arguments. I don't know how to do it. So I'm very opinionated. If you say something about, um, I don't know. Meghan Markle, who I love, obviously, don't say that, you know, that's a bit odd. <laughs> no. And then my, my daughter's like, "Mom, you shouldn't be talking about things like that. You should be talking about weddings. Um, and I, I would talk about the NHS and, and budgets and things that I'm interested in. But I'm Mrs Wedding P on Instagram, so please engage me on a wedding level. I can, I'm happy to answer anything that... Um, you could find helpful. I could engage you on wedding-related stuff. Mrs. Wedding Planner on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Mrs. Wedding Planner on there. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I think I'm everywhere. So Mrs. Wedding P on uh, on um, Twitter or Mrs. Wedding Planner elsewhere. Everywhere else, Mrs. Wedding Planner. And um, just in case there's a the double Mrs. Wedding Planner, I haven't noticed anyone. I'm the one with um, uh, the Marilyn Bond United London, United
0: Kingdom location. No worries, I'll put it all in in the show notes anyway. But it's all yes. there. They can connect with you to get the best um, wedding experience of a lifetime. Thank
1: you so much. No Thank worries, you. I Thank I, you. I really no, do appreciate I, it. I enjoyed it.
0: No worries. Thank you for listening to the Black Creative Handbook, your handbook for success, the manual, what you need to get there. Keep on working with us. Please share, comment, rate us. Just help us out. We help you, you help us. We're a family. Speak soon, next time, same time, next week. Show everybody love.